We are privileged not just to uh, hear from Rabbi Yudin today, but to hear from Rabbi Yudin, who is in Beit Shemesh, who is in Israel, in the Holy Land, speaking to uh, all of our listeners around the world from the Holy Land this morning, which is just amazing on this Erev Shabbos Chol Hamoed. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Today, Rabbi Yudin joins us to discuss the upcoming Shabbos Cholamoid and the final days of the Yom Tov season. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning to you, Nachum, and good morning, everybody. Good Erev Shabbos and good Erev Yom Tov. And I can only tell you, the excitement is genuine. Whenever I speak from Eretz Yisrael, I talk about the Erev Shabbos. Wow, to talk about Chol HaMoed, the privilege of spending Chol HaMoed Sukkos in Eretz Yisrael. What's different? I'll tell you what's different. In America, wherever you are, it is a Chol, which happens to be also a Moed, meaning we can drive, etc., and we infuse to the best of our ability by dressing a little differently and hopefully family outings, etc., we inject some of the Moed. And here, it's Moed with an injection of some of the whole. You can feel it wherever you go. You know it's Sukkot. Not only are there Sukkot all over, there's that sense of the entire people being together. I can only say that for the past many, many years, I've had the privilege back in the States to go one night to Carlin Stolen and to dance. And they have their unusual way of dancing. The men who've been there know what I'm talking about and their own nigunim. And last night, I was at Carlin Stolen in Yerushalayim. Literally, at least twice the size, more than twice the number of people. It was such a special experience. And then, to be able to dance at the Mir Yeshiva, it is, again, something which is hard to describe. And it, it just brings everybody together. It doesn't make a difference what kind of a yarmulke or a hat you have on your head. It's all bringing Jews together and celebrating. And again, there's no place like home. That's all I can say. Let's try to go chronologically. Tomorrow is Shabbos Chol HaMoed Sukkot. And what we have here, first of all, is the Kriyas Torah coming from Parshas Kisisa. And I'll share with you a fantastic gra related to Sukkot found in tomorrow's Kriyas Torah. I'll be honored if you brought a Chumash to the table tonight and you turn to chapter 34 and you go to Pasuk Yud. Okay, again, it's Shishi in the Chumashim, chapter 34 in the second book of the Torah, verse 10. And you're going to see something fantastic. Vayomer, Hashem is talking to Moshe. Hinei kores bris. I am going to literally establish a covenant. Neged kolam I am going to do literally wonders before the entire nation of Israel. Something which was never created anywhere in this earth and in front of any other people. And watch, what is it? The Torah doesn't tell us what it is. Says the Gra, 
the Vilna Gaon. It refers to the Ananea Kavod. That's right, Sukkot time. Why are we reading this tomorrow? Not only because at the end of the Kriyasa Torah, the Torah enumerates the Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos, but listen carefully. Says the Vilna Gaon, what is this Neflaos? The Neflaos is as follows. The Jewish people sinned with the golden calf. As a result of sinning with the golden calf, Hashem took away what the Anani Kavod, the clouds of glory. And now that they began building the Mishkan right after Yom Kippur, when Hashem said, Salakti Kedvarecha, Hashem not only restored the Anani Kavod to the Jewish people, but He made the Anani Kavod greater. They were for everybody now. And all the miracles of the Anani Kavod, the clouds of glory that gave them literally air conditioning by day and heat by night and literally press their clothing at nighttime and shine their shoes. And this is something that the entire world was aware of, that Hashem was giving His divine wink to the Jewish people. Tomorrow, Shabbos Cholom Sukkos, we read Koheles, the longest of the Megillos. Why do we read Koheles? On Sukkos. Sukkos is man simchasenu. And one would only imagine, as you read through Koheles, with Havel Havolim, why, interestingly, when you can, we make seven stops before we bring the deceased to the grave to remind us, and that's exactly the key point. What is simcha? Simcha is when there is the removal of sekos. When there's the removal of doubts, if I don't know what to do, then a person can't really be in a state of happiness and joy. When they have clarity, Kohelis gives us clarity. It tells us, after all is said and done, ask yourself, what are you working for? And we all work so hard. For what? What's the bottom line? Is it the buck? Is it the dollar? Is it the fancy house? Is it the fancy car? There are certain things that you cannot buy for money. And that's what Kohel is teaching us. That's what Sukkos tells us. When the Gemara at the very beginning of Sukkos says, Say, get out, Midiras Keva. Get out of that home, which unfortunately, which is wonderful, and we need it all year long. But the mindset of I need, I need, I need, I need. No, get out of that. And put yourself in a week's time in a sukkah that you are literally with Hashem. And it, can, it yields a whole different set of values. That's why we read Koheles and Yitzhah Hashem on Shabbos Cholamoid Sukkos. Now, we move on. And this Sunday is Hoshana Rabbah. Hoshana Rabbah is a very special Day. It is the Yom Shvi Shel Arava, the seventh day of Arava. In the Mishnah, in Sukkos, we are taught that they encircled the Mizbeach, the altar, each day once. They had exceedingly large Aravos, willow branches, literally higher than 15 feet tall. And they encircled the Mizbeach once on 
um, Hoshana Rabbah, on the seventh day of Sukkot, they encircled the Mizbeach seven times. Why? So, interestingly, the Yushalmi says, Zecher Liyericho, that it is a remembrance for the capture of the first city in Eretz Yisrael, Jericho, that we're told in the sixth chapter of the book of Yoshua, how the Jewish people captured the city of Yericho. They walked around the city once each day, seven times on the seventh day, which happened to have been Shabbos. And interestingly, we know those walls came tumbling down. And a reminder to us of the conquest of Eretz Yisrael, says Yushalmi, we have the seven hakafos on, um, uh, we have on, around the Mizbeach. Now, unfortunately, without the base Hamigdash, what do we do? The Rambam writes in chapter 6 of his, uh, I'm sorry, it's chapter 7, Halacha 23. Now, without the base Hamigdash, what we do annually on the seventh day, our circling the Shulchan, the Torah reading table, is a Zecher Lemikdash, a reminder to us. So we should know what it is that we are doing. We are reliving. This is what happened in the Beis Hamikdash. As a remembrance to what which happened in the Beis Hamikdash, we go around the Mizbeah our quote Shulchan seven times. And why do we hold the Torah? Says the Vilna Gaon in his commentary on the Shulchan because the Torah is in place of the Mizbeah, and they take out in many shuls all the Sifrei Torah, or many of them, and they have different people holding the Torahs while we are going around the quote-unquote HaKafos. Understand that the seventh day of Sukkot, Hoshana Rabbah, was the busiest day of Korbanos of the whole year in the Beis Migdosh. Why? Because it's the day of Baal Ta'achir. What does that mean? A person took a vow to bring a korban. He has until the end of three regalim. And the three regalim are kesidron. Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkos. So if you took a vow after Shavuos to bring a korban, you have until the following year Sukkos. Till the end of Sukkos, but the last day of Sukkos, which is Hoshana Rabbah, certainly in Eretz Yisrael, you had to bring your korban. That's why, and more than that, what we say in the Hallel says the Rokeach, Isru Chag Vosim, we tied the animals that we brought to the Mizbeach with ropes. We're basically saying, Hashem, we did ours, we brought the korbanos, now you do yours, bring down the rain. Because after all, the Mishnah tells us that on Sukkos, Nidonim al Hamayim, we are judged for rain. We take and we've been saying Hoshana, the entire week of Sukkos, praying for rain. And therefore, Sunday is the last day and the day of judgment. Based upon the Zohar, we have a special additional quality to the day of Hoshana Rabbah, and that is 
It, has, it is Piscatova. It is the end of the season of judgment. Yes, Rosh Hashanah, Sevun. On Rosh Hashanah, the decree is written down. Biyom Tzom Kippur Semun. On Yom Kippur, it is signed. It is signed and sealed. But listen carefully, my friends. Understand this analogy. Picture it that you've told somebody to take it and bring it to the post office, bring it to the mailbox, and you can still stop them. They're on their way. They're about to go in. You can say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I forgot. I want to modify whatever is in that letter. We, too, say to Hashem, please modify anything that might have been in that judgment. Please try to make it better. I will do more this year. Therefore, the judgment for me should hopefully be a different, better judgment. And therefore... The entire day of Hoshana Rabbah, the davening in the morning, takes on a certain quality. We say the Psuke de Zimra of Shabbos and Yom Tov, we, except that we add Mizmor Soda and we delete um, Nishmas. The, the Chazan wears a kittel. There is that's very special. We take out the Torah, Kadosh Venora. Awesome day is this oh, and we're all familiar with the minhag of Chibut Arava, taking the five willow branches after we put the lulav and esro down. After we finished our kafos, we take the arava, five willow branches bound together. And towards the end of the tefillah, we clap, we hit the arava on the ground five times. Now listen, there are all different explanations for it. I heard from a very good friend and colleague a beautiful explanation. It's based on the Pasuk. <laughs> Excuse me. Okitsu Viraninu, Literally, we are waking up those that are lying in the ground, those who are already deceased, and we're saying they should wake up and sing and praise Hashem. The idea that this is a reminder to us of that there will be the dead will come to life every single Shmona Esrei. Our second brach is Hashem is trustworthy that this is going to happen. And therefore, very, very interesting, Lo Adu Rosh, Rosh Hashanah can never fall on a Sunday, on a Wednesday, or a Friday. What would have been so bad if Rosh Hashanah would have been on a Sunday? The answer is, if Rosh Hashanah is on a Sunday, then Hoshana Rabbah would be on a Shabbos. Now listen carefully, we have, we've had in past years, and you all know this, a Rosh Hashanah on a Shabbos, so you don't blow the shofar. First day of Sukkot on a Shabbos, so you don't take the Esrug and Lulav. But if Hoshana Rabbah would be on Shabbos, then we wouldn't be able to do the Minog of the Arava. We wouldn't clap the Arava. So big deal, you wouldn't clap. No. Look at that. We stand literally on our heads to rearrange the calendar to make sure that Rosh Hashanah is not on a Sunday. Amazing. That's how important this minog is that we're going to do a Hashem this forthcoming Sunday morning. Now, very quickly, understand that in Eretz Yisrael they take leave of the sukkah on Hoshana Rabbah because the Torah says Basukos Teshvu Shivas Yomim. I can't go into all of the halakhic arguments. I can only tell you that the Talmud Bavli 
addresses the question, what do you do regarding the sukkah in Chutzla'aretz, in Bavel, in New Jersey? What do you do regarding the sukkah outside of Eretz Yisrael? The Gemara has three opinions, and the Gemara says, A, B, or C. A, we don't sit in the sukkah. C, we sit in the sukkah with a bracha. And B, the middle opinion is that we sit in the sukkah and we don't make the bracha of Leshe Basukkah. The Shulchan Aruch follows this. It's very clear. I don't want to change anybody from their minhog. However, listen carefully, if your minhog is properly so to eat in the sukkah and you're invited out and they're eating in the home in the nicest way possible, say, we'll come some other time. In other words, keep your minhog. If you don't have a minhog, I'm telling you what to do. Eat in the sukkah. That is what the Shulchan Aruch says. I don't have time to go into a possible explanation for this and a possible explanation for that. But I'm just telling you, minhagim are very strong. Remember the minhag of the chibut arava that we have. Now, on Shmini Atzeres, what do we need to know? Starting with Musaf of Shmini Atzeres, we make an announcement that we already include in our private personal Shmona Esrei for Musaf, Mashiv Horuach Umorid Hageshem. How important is this? Huh? So important that if you've gone beyond the third bracha of Hokel HaKadosh, you've gone beyond that and you realize, oh my goodness, I didn't say Mashiv Horuach Umorid Hageshem. You've got to go back to the beginning of Shmona Esrei. That's how important your tefillah is. That's how important your insertion is. So please look inside, dive in slowly, enjoy it. And don't forget to start and say, starting with Musaf on Shmini Atzeres, Mashiv Ruach, Umar Goshen. The, uh, on this coming uh, Monday, which is Shmini Atzeres, we have um, the recitation of Yizkor, right? The idea of remembering those who are no longer here. And we are such a special people that this is not considered a shtach to the end of the Yom Tov, which is literally the high point of our celebration. As Rashi says, a required Rashi, once you're bringing the Chumash to the table, make a note of this one. This is in Vayikra, third book, chapter 23. And the Pasuk is Atzeres. And Lamid Vav 33, chapter 33, verse 36. What does it mean that this is an Atzeres literally holding back? Says Rashi in explaining the theme of this Yom Tov coming up this Monday and Tuesday. Says Rashi, I hold you back, says Hashem to the Jewish people. Kimelech, like a king who invited his children to come to a meal for X number of days. When the time has come for them to go, he says to them, listen carefully, Bevakosha, please, listen carefully. I beg you, Ikvu imi oj yomechad, stay with me one more day. Kosha olai predaschem. It's so hard for me to let you go. And that's what it is. And we say to Hashem, guess what? It's hard for you, it's hard for us, and we're not going to let you go. And how do we not let him go? 
via the Torah, the way the Jew gets closest to Hashem is through his Torah. And therefore there's this beautiful minog that on Simcha's Torah, everybody, everybody, all the males get an aliyah, and each one says, Asher Banu, that literally God chose us, Mikolo Amim, how? The Nosan Lanu Es Torah So. Let me just tell you one thing about Simcha's Torah. First of all, what it's not, it's not a day of holiness. It's not a day of, God forbid, teaching our children to drink. No, no. Please, parents have to be so careful. Make sure you know where your children are if they're going to somebody's house. Make sure you know that it's properly supervised, that it should be a kiddush Hashem, and not, God forbid, a chilo Hashem. It's not a day of drinking. It's a day of celebration. It's a day of saying, well, I'm so happy and proud to be a Jew. I'm so happy and bound to be close to Hashem through the Torah. We sing and we say, Sisu v'simchu v'simchas Torah. And very quickly, what's the difference between Sason and Simcha? Says the Vilna Gaon, that Sason, based upon Kel Adon, that we say every Shabbos, tomorrow. Smechim betseisam v'sasim b'voam, says the Vilna Gon, in his commentary on Eov, that Smechim is a simcha of anticipation of what's going to be. The luminaries, as they leave their respective places, they're excited that they will be lighting up the world. And sasim b'voam, they are so happy with their accomplishment. Sisu v'simchu, the Sisu is those who have been privileged to study this Pestia Torah, and you know how great it is, and you're celebrating what you've done, and v'simchu, the anticipation of what is going to be in the future. And if you're not yet in that category of studying, it's never too late. The time to start is now. I take this opportunity to wish everyone a very special Shabbos, a very special good Yom Tov, a Yom Tov which is the Yisem Ach Sameach. All we have on this Yom Tov, no Lulav, no Sukkah, all we have is one thing, closeness with Hashem. And how special is that? Once again, I take this opportunity to wish Nachum and his family and all our listeners a very, very special Shabbos Cholamoy and a good Yom Tov to all.